Faith in Real Life, where we talk about truths of the Bible that are relevant to your life and faith. My name is Obi, and I'm the pastor to young adults and men at First Baptist O'Fallon. And if you enjoy this podcast, please rate it on your favorite podcast app and leave a review. It helps get the word out. And then also, if you have any questions, you can text us those questions at 618-224-1216. And I am joined today by Bryce McGuire. Hey, how are you today, Bryson? I'm doing very well. Happy to be back on the podcast. Yeah, you seem pretty chipper today. So that's, that's always good. Thing. Better than not being chipper. That is uh, big news in your life. Uh, you hung a shelf in your office today. I did. That's exciting. If anyone would like to come take a tour, uh, I'm scheduling them right now. Anyone. Anyone. You sure you want to open it up that much? Come on, bring it. All right, all right, good stuff. Uh, but it is exciting because you've had this just empty space on your wall. And um, now I did have a shelf first, so do you feel like maybe you copied off me a little bit? No, the idea was mine. So the li- to the <laughs> listener, you are being privy right now to a behind-the-scenes conversation that Obi and I have mm-hmm. almost on a weekly basis. Yeah, about who had the idea first. That would be me. I think you had the idea to remove the hutches from our desk. I think my idea was the shelf. Potato, potato. All or right. disagree. All right. World may never know. One day when we're in heaven, we won't care about this, but maybe we'll find out. Very true. We'll see. All right. Well, hey, today we are continuing, I guess, a series of topics on spiritual discipline. So we've already talked about the Bible and mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, what does the Bible say about reading the Bible? Um, what is what is like our journey mm-hmm. um, been like? And then some tips and things that we've found out. And so we're going to do the same thing with several topics. And so hopefully the listeners will find this helpful uh, to not only hear, hey, why should you do these things? But also to hear, hey, we're real people and we have struggles too. We have strengths, we have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some things that we've learned along the way. So we're going to be talking about numerous topics, including fasting, evangelism, serving, worship, fellowship. And then there was there was another one that... We can't remember what yeah. it was. We didn't write it down. <laughs> we didn't. We had a brainstorm session one day and uh, we had eight good ideas and uh, we only remember yeah, seven of them. So... If you have a thought on a spiritual discipline you would like us to discuss, please text whatever that number was that OB <laughs> just make said. Me read it again. I'm going to make you read it again. 618-224-1216. That's yeah. So text that number and let us know what you want us to talk about on the podcast. 618-224-1216. Sounds, sounds like a bad infomercial, but... Yeah. Um, all right. But today we get to talk about prayer. Yes, sir. And so we start with the Bible and now we're going to prayer. And so we want to begin by just like last time talking about why it's important, what the Bible has to say about it. So again, we're going to talk about our journey. We're going to talk about um, different tips or ideas or um, things that we've learned along the way. Mm -hmm. So we will talk about that, but we do want to start off with why is it important? Why is prayer important? What does the Bible have to say about it? So Bryson, if you would just kind of start us off with that thought. So prayer is not just important because God says it is. So that, again, that's kind of what we said last last time about reading the Bible. Why is it important? Because God says it's important. Um, but at the same time... Which isn't a terrible reason. It's not a terrible reason, <laughs> but we will elaborate mm-hmm. a little bit more on that. Um, prayer is important because God says it's important. But I think what's really cool is that prayer in, in the Christian faith, right, it, it's, it's an opportunity that we have that a lot of other people don't. Um, a lot of religions don't always say that you can pray directly to your God and things like mm. that. And so when Jesus Christ came um, and he, he died on the cross, he was raised again, right? It ha- like in the scripture, it talked about how the veil, this is a really deep thing that we don't have time to get into, but there was a, a curtain, a veil 
that was was covering the Holy of Holies, the place where the, the high priest would go and would intercede for the people. And it says it was ripped from the top down to the bottom. And um, there's a lot of things we could talk about that, but but what Jesus Christ did on the cross through his death, burial, and resurrection, um, not just gave us salvation and a relationship with God, but it gave us the opportunity to go directly to God in prayer. And so prayer is important because the God of the universe wants to have a conversation with you. Like, I just think that's so cool. It is. Um, like, I, I've heard a pastor one time, he, he was like, prayer is talking to God. And I get what he meant by that, but I think I think saying that prayer is a conversation with God is just more important mm. um, because I think it's important to recognize that we're not just talking at God, we're not just speaking the atmosphere, talking to the ceiling, that we get to have a conversation through the Holy Spirit, right, with with the Creator God of this universe. Um, and, and so I think that's just powerful to remember. And, and the Bible says so much about about prayer. And my favorite verse about prayer. Is actually if First uh, Thessalonians five sixteen that says pray without ceasing, or another translation might say never stop praying. And there's not a lot of things that you can just keep doing, right? You can't always fast, otherwise you would probably die, um, right? You can't always read your Bible. You can't always do these things like without ceasing. But we can pray without ceasing. There's never a time, place, or moment when you can't go to God in mm -hmm. prayer. So if you're in the car, you can pray. If you're literally sitting at work at your desk, you can pray. Um, as God prompts you to, as the Holy Spirit leads you to, as things come into your mind or situations arise, it, it doesn't have to be these long-winded, you know, super spiritual-sounding prayers. Um, it can just be like, hey, God, this person's on my mind. Um, just watch over them today. Um, help them through this difficult situation. Just something really simple like that. But prayer is so powerful, and it's important to our faith. Yeah, that's good. I've heard uh, prayer without ceasing described as just being in a state of prayer. Mm -hmm. um, so... I wrote something one time. I don't remember where I wrote it, but um, talking about kind of praying between the amens, because mm. a lot of times when we think of prayer, we say whatever we say, then in Jesus name, amen. Okay, now I'm free to go do whatever I want. Mm. Like, amen, which means so be it. We, right. we actually treat as um, period, hmm. done, in transmission, and now I'm moving on. And so kind of what you said there as well, about seeing it as communicating with God yeah. is that it's someone that you always can talk to at any time and also listen to. Anytime yeah. I do uh, marriage counseling or premarital counseling, I always talk about a lot of times people think that when they, when they want to communicate, they need to talk more. Right. All I have to do is, hey, we're, we're not good communicators. I need to talk more. Mm. The other per person needs to hear me. Yeah. And we don't think about listening. And so that's what I thought of when you said that was uh, when we think of communicating, listen to God. Yeah. Pay attention to him. Yeah. Pay it's, it's two ways. It's, it goes both ways. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's good, man. So then I thought of Matthew 6, the, the Lord's Prayer. Mm. You know, what does the Bible have to say about prayer? Of course, the Lord's Prayer is a good place to start. But I wanted to just touch on it really quickly. I don't want to, we're not going to do a deep dive on it, but I want to think really quickly about the categories. So therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. So Coming to prayer, what when we think of why is it important? What does it do? First, it gives us an opportunity to honor God. Yeah, that we can we can talk to Him, um, but about His about His characteristics, mm -hmm. which is praising Him. Uh, your kingdom come, Your will be done. And so, just thinking about that, um, it gives us a chance to focus on God's will, not just Hey, God, I want this, I want that, but a chance to say 
what do you want, God? Yeah. What, what are some things you want to see in me and through me? And then verse 11 says, give us today our daily bread. So provision, just remembering where all things come from and going to the one who's the provider. Uh, forgive us. Uh, just seeking that that just straight up, God, if, if I've never come to Christ, then maybe I need to, yeah. right? Or maybe someone who is a Christian, they just need to have that relationship restored, that mm-hmm. fellowship with him. Uh, I don't believe you can lose your salvation. I do believe that you can mess up the harmony of your relationship uh, yeah. through sin. So we may need to go to God for some forgiveness. And then it challenges us as we also have forgiven our debtors. So a, a reminder of how we walk, that um, we're not just these people who go to God like he's a genie in a lamp and say, give me this stuff, God. It's it's we have a God who does care about us, but he also has some expectations yeah. for our life. And then the last one, it says, and uh, don't bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So going to God for help, that God, I'm going to have struggles. I'm going to have both trials through suffering, uh, things like that, but also temptations through sin. Yeah. And so God help me with those things. That's good, man. Um, so the last one I had was Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Mm. So in a day and age when the world is suffering from some serious mental health problems, yeah. I mean, we just, we were already trending that way. And then um, the great COVID-19 happened. And my goodness, it's just exacerbated an already existent problem. Yeah. And so scripture tells us to not worry, but to take it to God, right? To, to just think about that, that scripture is an outlet for us of not only someone who will always listen to us, but also a God, the God of the universe will listen to us. Yeah. Someone who can actually do something about our problems, if nothing else, just to comfort us. So yeah, that's good. Man. Anything else to add on that? No, sir. All right. So now we want to talk about um, our journey, yeah. like the different, the different, um, I guess, lessons we've learned, the the struggles, the difficulties. So um, I wanted to begin again with you, if we yeah, could. So cool. what thoughts you have on that? Yeah. So for me, prayer is something that's always come very naturally to me. Um, I'm a bit of a talker. And so uh, talking to God, and I know that's not the definition I used as just a second ago, but just that speaking, talking, that's that was never a problem for me uh, as a child or just growing up. Um, but reading the Bible was, I think I talked about this in the last episode, that does not come naturally to me. Sitting down, I like to read. That's why it's kind of weird. Um, but I feel all, a lot more maybe spiritually filled or closer to God through mm. prayer than I do through his word. And I used to really kind of use that as a justification to say, well, I have these prayers and I feel super close to God. I feel like I'm in his presence right now. So do I really need his word, right? Because I was sitting under preaching. I was in Bible studies, all this kind of stuff. And as I've kind of, the Lord's really worked on my heart these past few years, I've realized it's like, you know what? I can't just discount a spiritual discipline because it doesn't come naturally to me. Um, So for me, I've been really... Like I still want to cultivate that life of prayer, uh, but I also want to to grow in other areas like like evangelism um, that I'm not naturally super great at. Um, sometimes it's just uncomfortable for me, and then also like Bible study and, and those kinds of things. Um, but prayer has been really cool in my life. When I was a kid, I was probably like in kindergarten, so I grew up like like poor, like, I mean, like, like poor, poor. Mm. Um, and there was a, a time where 
obviously as a child, I didn't understand the gravity of the situation. But there was a time where basically my dad wasn't getting paid for like another two weeks and we had nothing. We had no food. Uh, we didn't have enough like just basic things. And I know this sounds so crazy, but I remember just very specifically, we didn't have an, like any toilet paper left. And I know that's just really weird, but like my parents had like, they, just, they ran out of money. And um, so we had Wednesday night at church um, and I went to the kids thing. And I remember sitting in the car with my parents and they said, hey, tonight when they do prayer requests, just tell them you have an unspoken. I didn't know what that meant fully. And uh, it's an unspoken, it's just basically where it's like, hey, I got something, but I just don't wanna talk about it or I'm not ready to talk about it. And so as a kid, I was like, okay, mom and dad said to do this, I'm gonna do this. And so I raised my hand and I told them I had an unspoken and I knew what it was about, but didn't tell anyone. And I will never forget that very next morning, like my mom and dad opened up the front door and there are just boxes upon boxes of groceries. And wow. lo and behold, guess what there was? Toilet, toilet paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> and my family like laughs about it, you know, now because it's kind of like, it was kind of funny, you know, um, hindsight. But here I am as this kindergartner. I don't know much about God. Yes, I'm, 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 I was, you know, I got saved when I was five. I was so young. But here's what I knew. I knew that I prayed for something and God answered that prayer. And and in a way that didn't understand it, didn't know how that worked. And so from a very early age, I saw that prayer works. Um, but then also too, you know, just because that one moment happened doesn't mean that every single thing has got his answered. And so um, this one's not really like super deeply personal, but it, it is something I witnessed. So there was a girl in our youth ministry before we came here and she was 15 years old and she got um, a form of bone cancer mm. that literally the day she got the diagnosis, it's, I mean, it was basically incurable. I think she had like a 3% chance of surviving or something like that. And man, she had, I mean, she was just the 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 best girl. I mean, just always so happy. And you just, you wonder like, why got, why her? You know, yeah. not that anyone else deserves that, but just why. Man, it was not lack of prayer. Um, she eventually, and through her cancer, um, gave her life to the Lord. And she did end up passing away, unfortunately. Um, but man, we had... We had people who on a daily basis were standing outside the hospital praying for her. She had this Facebook group that had like 10,000 people in it, yeah, something like wow. that. And she still passed away. And I say that to say it was, there was a lot of people who were like, why? And we had a celebration of life service for her. I mean, just packed out. I mean, just, I think it was like 2000 something people just came to this thing. Um, and I think, I think if I remember about 50 people through that celebration of life service and her testimony, gave their life and heart to Christ. Wow. Um, and so I say that to say it was it was awful, it was tragic, and it was heartbreaking. And there was a lot of people who were like, we prayed for this God, like, why didn't you answer this? And it's, that's where we kind of have to accept like the God's ways are higher than our own. Um, so in my life, I've seen God answer prayers, um, but I've also seen him not, but he also, but he still works, right? God is still working even when the answer is not what we want. All right, because Really, that's a question of perspective, because even even when we talk about, you know, it's awful and tragic and things like that, um, that's from the human side of right. it. Um, if you think of God's perspective, then he is a God who he is directly or indirectly responsible for every single death that has ever taken place for all time. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a, that's a level of responsibility we can't fathom. Yeah. And so when we think of someone who we we perceive as innocent and we feel like, wow, that person 
Um, why wouldn't you spare that individual, mm-hmm. God? And in fact, why are there other people who we find less worthy that they, man, yeah. let let them go, God. Go ahead and take them from this world. Um, and that's not that's not necessarily how God works. And yeah. that, that'll be a, I guess that's a conversation for a different day about why do bad things happen, yeah. um, which I believe there's um, plenty of answer in scripture. But of course, the simplest answer is there's sin in this world. Right. And this this place is not our home. Mm-hmm. So, so to think of that, um, just thinking of my prayer journey, because I have that same uh, thought. I, I remember when I was younger, um, I remember a man with cancer in uh, my dad's church. My dad was a preacher. I remember everyone laying hands on him, and, mm-hmm. and he eventually passed away. And then my own struggles this year, um, my dad, after 35 years of being a pastor, retired. And then year one of retirement is COVID. Year two, he gets liver cancer out of the blue. You yeah. know, he's not a not a drinker and yeah. uh, gets liver cancer, and he dies. And I remember... Um, I remember specifically praying. So as the young adult pastor, I feel like there has been um, kind of a revival spirit mm-hmm. amongst the young adults. And I just thought, um, especially with how much the culture is against uh, Christianity right now, that it, we are a countercultural movement. Yeah, I remember just having this thought that how powerful would it be for my young adults to see my dad healed? Yeah. Like, you want to talk about, man, just starting a fire that cannot be quenched. Uh, we had one afternoon where, or the evening where I had uh, just kind of an open invite. People come over, pray over my dad. And we had like 30 young adults in there. We had to go into the front yard. Their house couldn't hold them. Yeah. And so, man, just as we pray over my dad, feeling the presence of God. Yeah. And so that kind of leads me to my other thought on this is, for me, I'm. we've talked about how I'm kind of the opposite of you, that really the reading of Scripture comes just way more naturally. I And I, let's not even, maybe we shouldn't say it that way. Maybe we should say, how do we feel most connected to God? Mm-hmm. I think some, it. Yeah, I think some people it's through prayer, some it's through worship, yeah. some it's through service, mm-hmm. that that they just want to be working and, um, and showing God they love them through that. Yep. And through me, for me, it's through Scripture. There's no doubt. How, yep. That's how I feel the closest to God. Uh, and I can be verbose in a sermon, <laughs> but but ordinarily I, I'm kind of to the point. Yeah. And so when I'm praying to God, if it's like, hey, uh, God, my dad has cancer. I'd like to see him healed. Mm-hmm. Uh, please go ahead and do that. Yeah. And all right, what else is there to talk about, right? Yeah. I, I've, I've told you you're the God of the universe. You knew before I even asked, but I went ahead and said it. So can we go ahead and have that happen? Um, and, and really, that's kind of a misunderstanding on my part of prayer is, yeah, it's about communicating to God, letting your request be made known, as I just read from Philippians. Right. But it's also just about um, being with God, mm-hmm. right? His presence, being near him, talking to him, uh, drawing near to him with my heart. Yeah. Um, and so that's an entirely different thing. But prayer without ceasing does come harder to me. The, the passage you mentioned, it comes yeah. comes more difficult uh, to me, um, but then we think of the times where it's unanswered, and yeah. that's what I think can really discourage people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as I think of why, why, why do things um, bad things happen, and we pray for those, and a lot of times it just feels like it's unanswered. Yeah. And uh, I remember I've I've written about this. Um, I wrote about my best friend who had uh, he was in the Navy SEALs, and he, he was killed in a helicopter uh, accident. 
And I remember I came home. Uh, I don't, I don't cry too often. I'm not very emotional, but I was crying this day Yeah. and, uh, shut myself in the room. And I just asked God, you know, why'd you let this happen? And it wasn't a, a, um, out loud voice. It wasn't audible, but there was, there was a message right back to my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Yeah. Well, I said, why do you let this happen? Is why not? And, and then there's just this understanding that took over me that, this is not our home. Yeah. Um, I, I think of the song, His Eyes Still on the Sparrow, mm-hmm. which uh, we get from the book of Matthew. And we, we think of that, his, his eyes on the sparrow, I know he watches me, is how the song goes. But the passage goes, not even a sparrow falls without your father knowing. Right. So the, the takeaway from that is sparrows still die. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That we think, oh, God even watches the sparrows. And he does. And that's, that's reassuring. But sparrows still die. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're not promised immortality in this life. In fact, we don't want it in this life because this isn't the body yeah, we want to spend. Not our home. Yeah, it's not our home. It's not the body we want to spend eternity in. Yeah. And so when we think of um, prayers and why doesn't God answer all prayers exactly how how we want? Well, yes, His way is higher, as you said, uh, but also His His uh, habitat is yeah. higher yeah. and and it's better and it's yeah. the one we want. Uh, what we want is not to live here forever. So the moment that my dad passed this this summer, um, he was ushered into heaven by the holy angels, mm-hmm. and he w- he was no longer a person to feel sorry for, mm-hmm. right? Feel sorry for the family. Yeah. Um, my mom, my brother, me, right? That's yeah. sad. We miss him. Right. But don't feel sorry for him yeah. anymore. Uh, so so anyway, that's kind of been my experience. Is uh, I'm not necessarily a, a it, prayer doesn't come as easy. I don't feel as connected all the time, uh, but definitely see its power. Yeah. And even when you feel like you're not getting the answer you want, uh, it's, it's because you're talking to a God who knows all things and and has a, ultimately a different plan than sometimes we care about. Yeah. I just want to say, um, if you don't know Obi, then you probably should get to know him. Uh, <laughs> but man, I just want to say your, your faithfulness to the Lord this past year uh, has just been really inspiring to me and to a lot of people. So I appreciate uh, that. Not sure why the Lord doesn't answer prayers sometimes, but just appreciate you and your your testimony through uh, what happened with your dad this past year. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, my dad, uh, faithful to the end. Yeah. He would uh, he would just say, "Hey, I'm fine." Yeah. Like we uh, we as the pastors of our church did a did a, a prayer for him mm-hmm. uh, where we laid hands and anointed him with oils because that's you know it's in James chapter five mm-hmm. and. Uh, Man, his spirit, he was just like, he's like, hey, he. I think he said something to the extent of, um, he's like, I've been preaching this my whole life. It'd be a bad time to stop believing it yep. now. And, uh, man, he was just uh, just an amazing man just to be around just for those few moments. So Yep, good good legacy of faith, and uh, and so I'm happy I know where he is. Yeah. So uh, with uh, all that heaviness out of the no, way. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Prayer, I, I don't think that's bad. I think, man, there's a lot of stuff I think that – is really heavy on a lot of people's hearts mm-hmm. and they don't always know where to go or where to turn to. I think this is why people turn to um, things like alcohol and drugs and mm-hmm. pornography and gossip. And I mean, all of these extreme things, cause they're, they're trying to find fulfillment for the heaviness in their life. And you know, the scriptures, Jesus even says, Hey, if you're burdened, um, like put those on my shoulders, right? Like I can carry these things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I think one of the ways we do that is through prayer. Um, we allow Jesus to carry our burdens Amen. by telling him what our burdens are, um, having that conversation with him. And so That's we talked good. about some heavy things, but man, I think there's a lot of our listeners who are going through some heavy stuff right now. That's and a good uh, word. if you're listening and you're going through something, man, go to God through prayer. It's, it's powerful. 
come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and yeah. I will give you rest. So my problem is, is I grew up learning all the verses in the KJV, uh-huh. and then obviously I don't talk like that. And so <laughs> I have a hard time. I'm like, because it sometimes comes across too much like the message where give I'm like, the nah. Bryson paraphrase. Yeah, I think I've called it the... Uh, B-I-V, the Bryson-inspired version before. <laughs> Don't read from that. It's not Don't good. Don't read from that. Don't read that. No, no go, to, go to the CSB if you're looking for a good Bible translation. But That's right. Um, so so then we want to kind of talk finally about praxis. So yeah. uh, we, we all have our different journey, and uh, we hear what the Bible says. People can know that it's important. Um, but the final thing is just practices. Um, just what are some practices and, and tips that have helped you? I'll share one first, and then yeah. I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, so I want to talk about what I do with my kids, and I want to talk about a specific type of praying that often makes people very anxious. Mm. And this is even like the seasoned Christian who uh, they've been praying their whole life, but not in public. Yeah. Right? They don't want to pray in front of other people. And and I get that. Um, however, I would also note that we we often talk in public. We'll talk to mm. other people, and yet there's something about prayer that maybe we feel like other people are going to judge us. Um, we're not going to sound as spiritual. We won't pray in the King James uh, dialect, so <laughs> so it won't sound as good. And, yeah. and I would just say that if someone's judging you, that's between them and God. That's their problem. It's not yours. Um, but I wanted to give you something because one time, or one of the reasons that prayer. Um, in public seems so intimidating as I think it's daunting that people have no idea of the scope. Uh, so like if you're going to go preach or do a speech or something, you'd write it down. Mm. And for prayer, it's like this open-ended thing where I'm just supposed to what? Talk to God yeah. forever. And sometimes that's super personal. And yeah. and sometimes... So I just advocate to people kind of have a little plan, mm. uh, at least at first while you try to get comfortable. And then, of course, you can always let the Holy Spirit lead you other ways. But so one thing I do for my kids, because I didn't want them to be nervous to pray in front of people. I want it to be a kind of a second nature thing, yeah. is I give them uh, this formula, say two things you're thankful for and one thing you want to see. Mm, and so good. so they'll do, like they start off when I just said, who would like to pray for supper? None of them would. And I said, okay, well, how about this? How about everybody pray? And everybody just say two things you're thankful for and one thing you want to see. And now they all do it and, and they'll yeah. add to it. Um, or sometimes they'll say some things that I'm like, Okay, God knows that they're a kid, so it's okay. <laughs> like the other day, um, Ezra, uh, one of my kids, he, he's praying, and he goes, um, he said his thank you for this, thank you for that. And then he gets to the last thing that he wants to see and goes, and I'd really like to see a shark eat a turtle. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he said that as our at our family supper, and we're all just like cracking up. <laughs> that might like, be one of the best prayers I've ever heard. It's good stuff, and uh, God is the author of humor, so God God's okay with those kind of things. Although the next time he did, because he got such a good laugh out of he us, he tried again. to say it again. He's like, "All right, as it was fun the first time, not the second let's, time. Let's go ahead and do a serious that's prayer awesome. now, bud." But anyway, that's just kind of a tip that I would do for anyone who's nervous praying in public. So, yeah. uh, what what came to your mind for these practices and? Yeah, so one of the things you mentioned, the Matthew chapter 6 passage, the Lord's Prayer, um, something really important in that is actually at the very beginning, Jesus says, pray like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another translation may say, you know, pray this this way or something like that. And what Jesus is saying in that is, here's an example and a pattern of prayer. If you want to pray straight up the Lord's Prayer, that's cool. No problem with that whatsoever. But that's not really the point of why Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer. And so if you are trying to figure out something to pray, go back and listen to what Obi said at the very beginning because we're not going to rehash it all. 
Um, but here's the here's the pattern of prayer. Here are the different or areas, and the order is important too. You start off by recognizing God's holiness. Mm. You start off by recognizing His will over yours. So you're already elevating the name of, of God, the name of Jesus, and you're also submitting to His will. So everything That's, that you pray afterwards, God, may this be in Your will. May You be glorified through it. I want to interrupt real quick. That's consistent. Away. <laughs> That's consistent in Scripture. When you think of the Psalms, it says, "Yeah, um, enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise." Yep. It's a good idea to yep. go before God with an attitude of thankfulness, gratefulness. Yep. Uh, if you can imagine someone asking you for something, if yep. they come, uh, like like our prayers often become, is God give me this, God give me that. Yep. If you can imagine a friend who that's all they ever did was come to you and ask for things, it, it'd be a little tiring, yeah, right? Yeah, you'd be exhausted. Well, let's give God his due. So, yeah. Sorry, no. go ahead. Dude, don't be sorry. I totally agree. Yeah, we need to approach prayer, I think, with an attitude. I think we got to be real about where we're at. Sometimes you're not going to pray with a thankful heart, and I think it's okay to acknowledge, God, I'm not really mm-hmm. thankful for this right now, um, just to be be real. But I'd say with prayer, start with where you're at. Some people have been praying every day, every moment for the last however many years, and some people are like, I have literally never prayed before. Like, not really. Um, the biggest, most powerful moments of prayer they've had is when, you know, the music stops and the, uh, the pastor prays at the very end of a sermon or something like mm. that. Um, so a couple of things I mentioned last on the last podcast episode about the soap method. And so go back and listen to that um, if you if you want to know. But basically, it's a way of studying the Bible. It just stands for scripture, observation, application and prayer. And the reason I like this method, there's a lot of great methods, um, but it ends with prayer. And so what you've just done is you've read the word of God. You understand the word of God better. And then you pray in response to the word of God. Mm. And so one of the things that I was taught probably in college, I remember hearing someone say it. And I thought, oh, that's kind of dumb, but I'll give it a try. Give it a try. Isn't it amazing how many cool things actually happen because someone says it and you're like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. So, hey, give this a try, even if you think it's dumb. <laughs> um, but pray scripture and pray God's promises back to him. Mm. That is God's word. God is consistent with his word and he will always answer every one of his promises. Now, like you said um, about the whole sparrow thing, right? Like, it doesn't mean that there is no such thing as death. It doesn't mean that just because you pray for healing, God's going to be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to heal. That doesn't always mean that. Um, but God is faithful to answer all of his His His, his word. Um, so I think about like the First John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So if you're struggling with sin, then you can pray that, God, and your word says this and read, read the scripture back. Don't just say, God, you know what this, read the scripture, say it out loud. God, I pray you would forgive me and cleanse me of all these things that then list off any sins, just like your word says. So pray God's word back to him. Um, I think this is actually a beautiful way of having that conversation with God to read the word, to hear from God, because I think, you know, God primarily speaks through his word first, and then to pray that back to him, to hear from God, to then to speak it back, to hear from God, to speak it back. And that's how we have a conversation with God. So that's yeah. the, one of the best, most practical things. It gets you in the word and it gets you praying. And so that's why I like the soap method because it kind of gives you a little bit of both. Yeah, that's good. And praying through a passage. So um, it could just be so powerful. And for those of you listening, uh, if you want a little insight about how Bryson and I prepare for this podcast, we, we work on the topics and questions together, but then we prepare our own notes individually. And then we rehearse it once so we, and we don't do a full rehearsal because uh-huh. we want it to kind of be um, off the cuff a little bit. Um, but we cover the topics just to make sure that we don't say the exact same thing. And <laughs> like then Obi corrects me where I'm unbiblical. <laughs> 
He'll be like, heretic. That is good to have a little run. That has happened a couple times. (laughs) No comment. Um, (laughs) But but so what's cool, though, is sometimes when God leads our hearts in a similar way. um, So I had also thought of praying through passages and I specifically thought of for the power that's in them. And so as an example, if you're ever feeling just worthless and marred by sin, then yeah, First John 1, 9 is a great one. Um, but also Psalm 51, mm-hmm. if you just read through like the first 12 verses and pray through those, yeah. uh, it's after David had committed his sin with Bathsheba. And um, if you don't know the story, then you could become acquainted with that story as well. But basically he committed adultery and then indirectly committed murder um, and so now he's praying this prayer about um, forgiveness mm-hmm. and asking God to wash him and make him white as snow. And it's just a really good one to pray through. It's just powerful. Um, or like if you're struggling with mental health issues, depression, sorrow, mm-hmm. etc. Jonah chapter two, yeah. you see that the prophet Jonah, it reads like he's depressed and, and he's crying out to God for help. Um, there's just some real power in the Old Testament. Uh, Daniel 9 is another one that comes to mind. Mm. Uh, verses, it's 4 through 19. Yeah. The rest of it's context, but 4 through 19 is a prayer to God. Israel's been in captivity for so long, and and he's confessing his sins and saying, God, shine your face on us again. Yeah. Um, just so powerful. And then I wrote one down. I have Amos chapter 4, verse 13, just to kind of show people what this could be like. So, if you want to enter God's gates with thanksgiving and praise, consider, even if, as Bryson mentioned, sometimes we don't feel like thanksgiving and praise. Okay, well, maybe we need to praise him out of obedience and not necessarily out of feelings sometimes. And so Amos 4.13 says this, He is here, the one who forms the mountains, creates the wind, and reveals his thoughts to man, the one who makes the dawn out of darkness and strides on the heights of the earth. The Lord, the God of armies, is his name. And so just finding little passages like that that really point to the characteristics of God mm-hmm. and, and how powerful and awesome he is can really help center our prayer on him and also just help fix our hearts a little bit sometimes just thinking about who he is. Well, um, so th- that is the biblical why and why it's important, kind of our journey that we all have different journeys we're on and then some just different practices. We, mm-hmm. of course, don't claim that these are exhaustive. There's lots of resources out there um, that can help people if they, they want to know, and uh, they could also text uh, text that number if yep. they'd like uh, some resources. We can give them some resources or on prayer. prayer. Or just if you need prayer, text that number. We're yeah. happy to pray for you as well. Be happy to do that as well. Well, anything you want to add, Bryson? No, just uh, only just want to add just there's a parable in Luke 18. I would just encourage you to read um, just talking about petitioning God in prayer. And uh, so, you know, just one of those things is, yes, I think sometimes you can just pray something once, but there's something in your life um, that you just feel like you just keep going to God with over and over and over again. Um, Cause that's been my story so many times. Mm. Um, read that, read Luke chapter 18, I think one through one through eight. I think that, one through eight. That is good because um, a guy like me, again, I feel like I said it. I know you heard it, God, yeah. but some kind, sometimes God's wanting to see our perseverance. Yep. You could see that over and over in scripture with the prophets that, yep. that they just, uh, poured out their heart to him. Sometimes they put on sackcloth and ashes, which if people aren't familiar with that is, it's uh, like a burlap sack 
and then they'd put ash all over themselves to make themselves look dirty, Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to represent humility. Sometimes God's just wanting us to be lowly before him yeah. to to kind of remember our place before God and and uh to just come to him again and again yep. um and, and commune with him and yep. and and etc. Yeah, amen. That's good, dude. All right. Well, um we are excited about upcoming shows, so we'll be continuing the spiritual disciplines series and so we have um, several others coming up fasting evangelism service worship fellowship and then potentially one other mystery show if either of us can remember it uh, so no, pray for us pray for us yeah. no promises on that one uh, but thank you for listening to faith in real life and don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who needs a little faith in their life and we'd really appreciate you rating this podcast on your favorite podcast app and leaving a review it helps get the word out And if you're in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, we'd love for you to stop by and visit one of our church services and a small group called Life Groups in person or online. You can find out all of the details about things happening in our church through social media and at fbcofound.org. That's fbcofound.org. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) 